The Cupole Podcast is brought to you by the Bitbox O2 hardware wallet by ShiftCrypto.ch. If you want to save your skin and get your coins off the exchange and not suffer as many others have as these crypto exchanges are blowing up and people are losing their Bitcoin, then be wise and get yourself a Bitbox O2 hardware wallet. Secure your own keys on your signing device. Use the code BMS to get 5% off on all Shift Crypto products. And if you're tired of hearing these ads, you can head on over to qpaul.substack.com to listen to my podcast ad-free. Thank you. You need to embrace capitalism. It is this hope which is the lever of progress. My favorite Fed. To keep one's reactions warm and true. And they attack us because we're over there. Is to have found the secret of perpetual youth. Man, you're too pretty to be a libertarian. And perpetual youth is salvation. Salutations, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Paul Podcast, the podcast where we say the quiet parts out loud. You can catch more of these musings and writings of mine at qpol.substack.com. I'm, of course, Phil Gibson, your host. Thank you. Welcome back. Today is another read-along of issue number 33 of the Paul Podcast slash Substack newsletter, whatever you want to call it. This is called Coping Through For The Trees. A little hat tip, but not really, if you will, to financial macro commentator, analyst, personality, Lou Groman, and his take on a new methodology for accounting for inflation, or I, I guess... Right now, we use CPI. This is a new methodology of how CPI is going to be calculated and what that means for the Fed and monetary policy. So I wrote a little thing on it. You will be able to find the show notes in the show notes, a link to this full article that I wrote because there are there is a visual, a couple of visuals here. Not too many. This is going to be short to read, but I just want to get it out there because some people don't like to read. But before we move on, please, if you haven't already, subscribe to the Substack, qpol.substack.com, so you don't miss a beat of the writings that I pump out at least once a week, sometimes twice, maybe even three. And that way you can just be up to date. Also consider becoming a paid member as well. I was fortunate enough to have somebody actually... Pay me an annual fee of 69 bucks. So they threw some smackers my way. Very appreciative of that. On a monthly basis, it is less than a Twitter Blue subscription. It's $7.22 a month. Seven twenty-two, July 22nd is my birthday, by the way. So I don't know. I was like, how much would I charge people without breaking the bank? So how, you know, duh. Do I need to explain myself anymore? I think not. Let's move on. So coping for the trees. If you're not familiar with Luke Roman, his his newsletter is uh, for the forest 
for the trees, you know, because that old timey saying, whatever. Let's get to it. So the following image is leaked from Luke Roman's newsletter, Forest Through the Trees, and the graphic depicts a new method of calculating CPI, which would make CPI much lower than it actually is. And the methodology is basically fudging the way CPI looks, which will push it further south. I'm assuming here these people think that means that the Fed will pivot sooner rather than later with this new manipulated metric. Because as I've said multiple times, we all know how desperate the market is and how in denial the market is about the Fed coming to save them and them desperately wanting to Fed pivot. This is not going to happen. Fed's breaking the Powell put. Let's move on. I think not. Powell wants to end the Fed put, and this is the greatest opportunity for him to break investors uh, who are arrogantly still in denial. Uh, the Fed will come to their rescue. It would be in the Fed's benefit to keep raising rates, as this manip manipulated CPI metric pushes inflation further south, and for the Fed to keep raising would be the ultimate method of getting through the market's thick, stubborn skull, and that Powell is finally breaking the Fed put. So raising rates will be the wake-up call that Daddy Powell doesn't give a flying fuck about the markets. The entire market is still in denial that the Fed is going to save them in an economic crisis. Pivoting would undo all the credibility that they worked so hard to restore whatever is left of it via this monumental change monetary policy, which I've covered multiple times, but you can go check out Paul issue number two, really the first issue, but inflation, uh, it's not about inflation, stupid. That goes through all the steps that Powell has gone through to divorce itself from LIBOR and to regain monetary independence. So, is Groban hoping this will allow the Fed to cut rates in early 2024, like he says? Or is he hoping it happens sooner? According to Luke, this change would take effect by April, by the April CPI report for the month of March, of course, because it's a month later when it comes out. And it will reduce the old CPI by 2 to 3% with the potential of lowering it down between 2 to 4. Old CPI would be 5%, for example. So Groman sees rate cuts occurring as early as 2020, uh, late 2023 and early 2024 at the latest. Considering the current unprecedented monetary policy, this forecast is ridiculous. I feel like Luke and others of this thinking are still in denial about Powell breaking the Fed put. It's thinking like this that gets people way too excited about the recent uptick in markets by the Friday the 13th close, especially in Bitcoin. But we're still seeing that correction. And many are failing to realize that most of this is a mix of a couple of things. Lower CPI, but most importantly, capital flight from an economic hemorrhaging Europe. Yes, I'm grateful for this nice little pump. However, it might not be sustainable, especially in Bitcoin, because it's still considered a risk on asset. And when looking at quarterly performance, it, it's, it's not uh, sustainable. Maybe it stays at 20K. I'm just talking out my ass at this point. I'm not even reading. But again... People are just so in denial that the Fed's not going to come to their rescue. But time will really tell, and they'll be wrong. This is your friendly reminder to rate, subscribe, review. 
They say the best things, they come in threes. Like, rate, subscribe if you. If you rate it five stars, we can raise a bar. Subscribe so you can stay in tune. And don't forget at the very end to leave a nice review. Something like I love you, Sue. Rate, subscribe, review, please. Thank you. And we've never seen, not just in Bitcoin, but all assets trade in real markets without cheap funny money. And with an aggressive and hawkish Fed, we haven't seen since Volcker's Fed in the 80s, investors and commentators in the space need to understand that the game has definitely changed. And as Luongo says, personnel is policy. And the personnel behind the Fed are not the same globalist commies of the past like Bernanke and Yellen, who deliberately sell out the American economy for selfish colonial interests. Beware. Cutting rates at such a dovish, dovish pace that Groman proposes is not only preposterous, it would completely undo all the progress that the Fed has worked so hard for to make since last June and arguably before then. And remember, last June was when Powell raised the reverse repo facility rate by five basis points about the Fed funds rate. And it's wishful thinking to the T. But we'll just have to wait and see, won't we? <laughs> if anything, cope harder. I think they'll hold after 6% or even 7%, because 7% is the terminal rate that Bullard announced that they, the Fed, are willing to reach this year, 2023, if they need to. That is how far they're willing to go. That's what the Fed officials have said. And just by watching what they're doing, I think it's safe to say that these people are, in fact, not stupid. As much as Peter, like people like Peter Schiff and just people that I, I listen to in, in spaces on, on Twitter, people actually think those at the Fed are stupid. Yes, arguably, I've heard people say Janet Yellen is stupid. She's a dumb little troll that takes orders from globalists. But Powell and his shareholders, the commercial banks... They ain't stupid. They know exactly what they're doing. It is deliberate and it is political. And it, it is all based on their incentives of survival. And as I've said countless times in this rag, Powell will take any positive market sentiment and run with it as a reason to continue raising rates because positive markets, market sentiment only validates that the market is still in denial and coping with the fact that Fed is going to save them. I've said that like, four times in this read so far it's it's true people are just so they've been so coddled by low interest rates for over 10 years and this is the band-aid that we need to rip off historically the fed doesn't pivot until the savings rate is over seven percent and we're nowhere close to that and i don't see things changing in the next 24 months maybe i don't know i just pulled a number out of my ass but i think it's pretty realistic if you ask me but i could be wrong but one thing is still certain, Powell and his colleagues, most of his colleagues at the Fed know exactly what they're doing, bringing America, its monetary independence, back home. So, again, I feel like I'm being the dead horse at times, and I told you this was going to be a short read, but I, I, think I've, I think I've said my piece. It's been a crazy week so far, uh, as far as the BOJ, again, being the Fed's wingman and experimenting with monetary policy and and driving the, the, 
driving capital away from, from Europe. And something I'm positing, what I'll probably write about, is them having cheap interest rates, like lowering rates and cutting, and doing U-curve control basically makes the carry trade of Japanese debt really attractive. So you can go borrow Japanese yen for really cheap at low rates, and then take that and play with it in the markets and leverage the shit out of that. And I think that's why a lot of these macro bros and some of these Twitter spaces are all giddy about the Japanese, uh, the Bank of Japan and Kuroda and what they're doing, but they don't really ask why, because I don't think that they care why. They're just living from day to day, as they probably should, because unlike, unlike them, I don't really have a dog in this fight. I'm just a nerd about this, and I like writing and talking about it and learning from it even if I'm just talking out of my ass. So I don't think they care about the day-to-day as as so much as the why and the whole macro picture of it. They just need to get enough for them to make that trade because it's their bread and butter. But I'll leave that for a later, a later article maybe. But anyway, this has been another Read Along with Phil Gibson of the QPOL Podcast. Rate, subscribe, and review the show. Subscribe to the newsletter, qpaul.substack.com. Consider being a paid supporter so I can have some more leeway to put more content out like this. And yeah, thanks for uh, sticking along with me. Hope your week is going great. It's a hump day as I as I record this and as I will release it immediately. And I hope you enjoy the rest of your week. So peace out, sayonara, adios, and remember to own your failure because God knows our so-called leaders do not. Toodles. Cupol Podcast is brought to you by the Bitbox O2 hardware wallet by ShiftCrypto.ch. If you want to save your skin and get your coins off the exchange and not suffer as many others have as these crypto exchanges are blown up and people are losing their Bitcoin, then be wise and get yourself a Bitbox O2 hardware wallet. Secure your own keys on your signing device. Use the code BMS get 5% off on all Shift Crypto products. And if you're tired of hearing these ads, you can head on over to qpaul.substack.com to listen to my podcast ad-free. Thank you.